What's up guys, Nathan here, and today I'm gonna talk about the three simple things that keep 90% of poker players losing. This is something you need to fix today. I'm gonna walk you through a bunch of examples step-by-step step to help you fix these issues. All right, so problem number one that keeps 90% of poker players losing is raising in the wrong situations. Now, what am I talking about? Let's walk you through an example here. A nit, which is one of those tight and passive players you've probably seen many, many times at the poker table, raises in middle position and we call on the button with a nice you know suited ace ace 10 of hearts so pretty standard spot here we know that a tight player when they raise in middle position is going to have a pretty strong range but we're going to be calling here in position especially if there's some weaker players left to act in the blinds a lot i discuss this in all my poker books i'll have links to everything below if any of this is you know it sounds like i'm speaking chinese or something here right now this is the fundamental stuff that you absolutely need to know so i'm not going to discuss the pre-flop anymore in depth here flop comes three of diamonds ace of clubs and nine of hearts so obviously pretty good flop for us but we need to understand how to read board textures well guys i talk about this a lot in these videos and in my books as well this is a good flop, of course, but it's not like we hit the nuts. This is not the situation where, oh guys, it's time to go all in. Remember, we're up against a tight player, the tightest player at the table, a nit who raised in middle position, who is on a tight range. And therefore this is one of those situations that I refer to as way ahead, way behind, where we either have this player crushed or they probably have us crushed with a better ace, like ace king, ace queen, or ace jack. So the nit makes a C bet and what should we be doing? C-bet, by the way, is a continuation bet. Well, in this situation, due to what I just said, I think we should just be calling in a spot like this. It is an absolute disaster to be raising here. This is a huge mistake that a lot of people make because in a way ahead, way behind situation, you have nothing to gain by raising. All you're gonna do here if you raise is you're gonna fold out all the hands that we're absolutely crushing. Let's name them pocket kings, pocket queens, pocket jacks, pocket tens. This player is probably not going to have any worse aces in their range. Remember, this is a nit who raised in, in middle position. So we're just going to fold out pretty much all of those hands. It's maybe possible this player has a pseudo connector like a 9-8, for example. That hand is probably going to fold as well if we raise here. And then, of course, what are we going to get action from? Well, as I just said, we're going to get action from all the hands that are absolutely crushing us that have, you know, 80% plus equity against us right now, which is ace king ace queen ace jack right so there's no win to be gained for us so there's no benefit to be gained for us here in making a raise so guys it's extremely important you learn how to read situations like this correctly a lot of people misunderstand number one the board texture and even more importantly the player type and the positions number three positions at the poker table guys we need to always understand that every single poker hand is like a story you have to put the pieces of the puzzle together and understand what kind of range our opponent is likely on here. Like I said, if, if this stuff literally sounds like Chinese to you right now, I would recommend at least getting my free poker cheat sheet, top link in the description below, or reading some of my poker books, because this is the basic fundamental stuff that you absolutely must know at the poker table. We need to understand, for example, that if a recreational player had a raised here in middle position, and we got the same flop, it is a totally 
totally different ball game. That is a situation where raising, yes, absolutely can make sense in many situations because it is a recreational poker player who has a much wider range, who is likely to call with much worse hands, like that suited connector we talked about, but versus this particular player, the tightest player at the table, raising on this flop in this situation makes no sense at all. It, we have nothing to gain by doing it, and therefore you need to understand how to read situations like this better. Let's move on to number two. And so number two, of course, is going to be the exact opposite, which is calling when you should raise. So once again, let's jump into an example here. A tag tight and aggressive player raises in middle position, and we decide to make a call on the button with a nice suited connector, 10-9 of spades in this situation. Now, again, it's a pretty standard routine preflop spot here. I'm not gonna go into the, into the specifics here. It often depends on who's left to act in the blinds here, and understanding that the button, of course, is the strongest position at the poker table. So we're going to be calling with a wide range on this particular seat at the poker table in order to outplay this person and and hopefully get involved in some pots with some rec players left to act in the blinds. Anyways, the flop comes down with a four of spades, king of spades, and nine of hearts. Really, really nice flop here. Not only do we have middle pair, but we have the flush draw as well. The tag tight and aggressive player makes his continuation bet, and what should we be doing in a spot like this? Well, guys, this is absolutely a situation where you should be raising. Now let's break this down. Number one, player type. Tag is not the same as knit. We had just discussed a knit in the previous example. Knit is a tight and passive player. Tag though is a tight and aggressive player, meaning that they are much more likely to see bet with a wider range, nearly their entire range, honestly, on a flop like this. And therefore we can definitely get away with some more raises on the flop to push them out. The other reason why we should be raising here is because we just have a huge hand. We have what I call a monster draw, a big draw in this spot. We have 14 outs. Actually, if you want to count them all, there's nine more spades in the deck. There are two more nines. That bumps us up to 11. And there are three more tens in the deck. That bumps us up to 14. The spade, of course, will give us the flush. The nine would give us trips and the 10 would give us two pair. We expect to be able to win the pot if any of those hands come down. Guys, a little bit of poker math here. Anytime you have around 13 outs or more to win a hand, which you usually have with a big draw like this, pair plus flush draw, that hand statistically is going to be at least a coin flip against top pair. Meaning if this player had king queen, for example, here with a 14 out draw, we're actually going to be a small favorite against that hand in this situation here. So when we raise here, it's for value. We're not bluffing. We actually have statistically the best hand right now, even if this player has top pair. And of course we know that this player has many, many more hands besides just top pair here. We just discussed that this is the kind of player that's going to see bet a lot in this situation with all sorts of stuff like a missed ace queen, for example, you know, a jack 10, a pocket fives. Again, this player is going to have a very, very wide range. And if they have a hand, you know, like a middle pair type hand, we're going to be a, a huge favorite actually against that hand. And so with a lot of those kind of hands, they're just gonna throw away their hand and we're gonna win the pot right now. So this is an absolute slam dunk, no brainer situation to raise instead of call. Calling is not terrible here guys, but again, this is reading the board texture correctly, understanding the positions 
the poker table once again, and of course the player type. Tag is a lot different than knit. We definitely wanna be raising a lot more loosely on the flop, and certainly with a big draw, guys, you can almost never go wrong with raising. This is one of the best situations to increase your aggression. If you're looking to increase your overall aggression at the poker tables, just start raising your monster draws. You know, 13 outs or more, learn how to count outs like we just did here, and I think you're gonna see a lot more success. So let's move on to point number three. All right, this is the final thing that keeps 90 plus percent of people losing at the poker tables in my experience, and that is double barreling with top pair on bad board textures. Now, once again, I'm gonna walk you through an example here. So this time we're gonna raise from early position. We are gonna be the preflop raiser this time, and we do so with ace-queen offsuit, ace of diamonds, queen of spades, and a knit calls us on the button. So remember the knit is the tight passive opponent. Now let's break down the range a little bit here. When they call us on the button here, they understand that we have raised from early position. This is where we're gonna have our tightest range, our tightest preflop opening range. Once again, I discuss all of this excruciating detail in my free poker cheat sheet, top link in the description below. So I expect this player to be calling us with a lot of set mining type hands, which means all pocket pairs pretty much, trying to hit a set against us because they believe they have strong implied odds because they of course believe we have a big hand. We do have a relatively big hand with ace-queen offsuit here. And I do expect this player to be flatting with several premium hands. Uh, sometimes even hands like pocket aces, pocket kings, pocket queens, and ace-king as well. So once again, knit, this is a tight player. We expect them to be flatting with a pretty tight range in this situation. So the flop comes down with the deuce of diamonds, ace of clubs, and 10 of hearts. So what should we be doing in a spot like this? Well, even though this player is gonna be calling us preflop with a tight range here, this is obviously a very, very good flop for us with ace-queen. So we're just gonna go ahead and we're gonna make our standard C-bet here on the flop, continuation bet. There's not really any reason, guys, to get tricky in a situation like this. Getting tricky against nits in particular is almost always a bad idea because they're just gonna check behind their passive players, remember? And so I would much rather check it to an aggressive player in a situation like this so I can at least get a bet out of them or even check raise if I've got some sort of dynamic with them in play. But versus a nit, it's really just a waste of time because they're kind of only gonna bet if they have ace-king or pocket tens or pocket aces or something like this here. And they're just gonna check behind with their entire range. Basically, they're not gonna bluff at us is basically what I'm saying here. So while I never do anything 100% of the time versus regular opponents like this, in most situations like this versus a net when you hit top pair, the standard play is just to bet on the flop here and move forward. So the net calls will go to the turn. Turn comes with a jack of spades. So what should we be doing in a spot like this? Well, a lot of people will make the mistake here of double barreling in this situation. Double barreling, by the way, would mean betting here again. Now, why is this such a big mistake? Well, like in example number one that we discussed today, this is not understanding our opponent's range. In this situation, guys, remember this is the tightest player at the table. Once again, we're talking about here the knit, and they already called us on an ace-high flop. So what are we likely to accomplish here by betting again? And remember, the jack of spades just came down as well. So we also need to ask ourselves, what are we actually beating? Well, we were previously beating ace-jack. We're not beating ace-jack anymore. We're still not beating ace-king. This player probably doesn't even play ace-10 in this situation pre-flop, but if they do, they've got us beat too because the flop had an ace and a 10 on it. This player is certainly not playing ace-9 and below. Remember, this is the knit, the tightest player at the table. So what are we actually accomplishing 
here when we bet again on the turn? I think you guys already know the answer to that. Nothing. We're accomplishing nothing. Just like in the first example today, there's nothing for us to gain here by betting again. It is better for us to just check here and possibly create that deception value that I talk about in the MicroStakes playbook, my latest book, and therefore we'll be able to get some value in on the river versus a hand like Pocket Kings, for example. Whereas if we just bet here again, Pocket Kings is gonna fold. So a situation like this, it makes much more sense to just check call in this spot here or even check fold versus a very, very passive knit. Guys, the bottom line here is you absolutely have to understand, number one, the player type you're up against when you're playing poker. This is more important than anything, and this is why I build my entire strategy on playing the player, on understanding the basic player types as I've discussed on my blog, in these videos, and in my books. You have to be able to categorize your opponents and understand when you're up against a knit, a tank, a lag, a wave, a maniac, and so on. They all have very distinct play styles and they all have very distinct ranges in specific situations. And you need to tailor your approach to the specific player you're playing against on the specific board texture as we just discussed. So you can actually ask yourself the pertinent questions like, if I bet here, what worse hands call? As we just saw it here in this hand, there are no worse hands that can call us. And of course we don't need to bluff because we have top pair with a good kicker. So what on earth would be the point of betting here? There is no point. We should just check therefore and hopefully be able to get some value in on the river instead. Hey guys, I hope you enjoyed this poker podcast episode. If you wanna know my complete strategy for beating small and mid stakes poker games, make sure you go grab a copy of my free poker cheat sheet that's available on my website at blackrain79.com. And also make sure you hit like and subscribe here to the podcast as I'm out new episodes every single week to help you guys quickly get beating your poker games. I wish you guys all the best at the poker tables. I'll catch you next week. This has been Nathan Williams with BlackRain79.com.